welcome to another spiritually inspired podcast episode. Thank you for joining me again after a little bit of a break the last couple weeks, but we're back at it with a whole new interview with Kelly Knight. She is the author of a brand new book coming out called Spells for Modern Mystics, a ritual guidebook and spell casting kit. She's also the owner of the Modern Mystic Shop in Atlanta, Georgia, and she has many years of spiritual experience doing all different types of healing modalities. And we are going to talk to her today about all things spiritual. So sit back, relax, explore the show notes at the end of the episode to see all the links that were mentioned. And I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me today. I was very excited to speak with you. Yay. How are you today? I'm good. It's I woke up really energized today, so it's a it's a good day. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to How hear that. How about you? I same. I was excited. Life is in a good position right now, so good. Coming off the full moon, that always makes me feel energized. I don't know about you, but it always yeah. This me- last one was like kind of emotional (laughs) i guess it's that pisces energy yes it was super super emotional but i tend not to be emotional so anything that can ignite that is i see as a positive you know it helps me a little bit absolutely i definitely agree i'm not really used to the super emotional energy so it was a little refreshing almost to kind of be like okay that's what's been bothering me for a year (laughs) yeah that's awesome yes well thank you for taking the time today um I would always like to start with a little bit of an introduction. So can you sure. please tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and your spirituality? Yeah, so my name is Kelly Knight. I am the founder of Modern Mystic Shop. So right now that's kind of my primary business, but there are a lot of arms to that. So we are a brick and mortar and e-commerce company, and we sell intentionally made ritual tools and crystals and anything that we use personally, we being my husband and I, for our spiritual practice, we created this store that's approachable and modern so that people can kind of step into it um, in a comfortable way. And then as far as my spirituality goes, I'm a yogi. I am an, I consider myself an energy worker. I am a ritualist, so I use ritual magic, which is um, what we'll cover regarding my book. Yes. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of me yeah. in, a, in a nutshell. Yes. I looked at your website for your brick and yeah. mortar store, and it looks absolutely beautiful. I wish you weren't on the Thank other you. side of the country from me, so I can go yeah. visit it <laughs> next time. I'm it's in. awesome. Yeah, people make pilgrimages there. It's pretty amazing that folks have come out of their way from all over the country to to visit. They would be they follow us online for a while, and they they feel like there's that connection. And then they'll you know make a detour on a road trip or come to Atlanta and make it part of of something special. So it's really nice to have that that home base. We call it our altar. Um, a lot of uh, this work is done sort of virtually, but we love to have a physical space that anchors the energy and um, we treat it as such. Yeah. So you do a lot of your classes virtually in your readings or how does that work in your, in your shop? Well, it depends on what the timeline is that you're talking about. So pre-pandemic, every Sunday morning, we would have a in-person class in the store. We called them Sunday school classes. So we would bring in an expert that taught about a topic and then we would release that as a podcast. So we do have a podcast called Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. 
And then also we had a reading room. So every day from open until close, we had wonderful tarot readers that would read in our space. And then of course there was the shopping experience. Uh, now we switched it up a little bit where until we get a little bit safer, all of our readings are virtual. So we do have readers every day available at modernmystictarot.com so you can schedule. And then we've made our Sunday school classes virtual as well. So we've been doing them on Zoom. So we, we wanna keep the essence of what the in-person experience is like but also be as safe as possible and kind of adapt with the times. Absolutely. I love yeah. how you were able to adapt that way. And it's kind of easy when you're already half online and half yes. in person. So I'm sure it was easier for your business than some other businesses. So yeah, love that I'm you're really grateful. Yeah. Yeah. If we had to start from scratch, we would have been in a much, a much tougher situation, but we had a lot of the track laid to uh, support an e-commerce business. So when we had to close for several weeks, we already have a warehouse and a fulfillment team that was able to continue the online fulfillment for us. And yeah, we were set up virtually already for readings. I did uh, give our website a glow up during the pandemic to sure. make it better, you know, but um, we were fortunate to have the foresight to have these multiple avenues of business. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So, um, you do have a book coming out very soon. Yes. The end of the month. Very that soon. must be exciting. I noticed yes. it was going to be available in Barnes and Noble, Target, uh, where mm -hmm. else? Amazon. Yeah, uh, it's literally everywhere you can buy books. I mean, so there's cool. also, yeah, it's so cool. And there's also, um, independent resellers, like our local bookstore, Cherish Books is selling it, but a lot of, I think there's a website called IndieBound and you can go and you can see what indie bookstores are in your area. Um, and then that's it's gonna be released in the United States um, on the 29th. And then a month later, it's gonna be released in the UK. And then I believe a month later, it's gonna be in Australia and New Zealand and India. So this little yeah. book is gonna make its way uh, across the globe. So cool. I know. The, modern, or the Spells for Modern Mystics is what it's yes, called. Yes, Spells it. for the Modern Mystic, yes. That's so cool. Um, I was really excited when I heard about that book because I feel like my brand also caters to modern mystics and yes. knew I had to learn more about it because I also enjoy rituals too. So nice. um, can you tell us a little bit more about what is included in the little, because it's more than just a book. You have other yeah. tools in there too. Yeah. Spells and your rituals. Yeah, it's we, the full title, it's a mouthful, but it's Spells for the Modern Mystic, a ritual guidebook and spell casting kit. So it was really important to me being a retailer and being in the product space. Um, I, I understand that there's not a modern mystic shop everywhere. Most markets, unless you're in like New York or LA, there aren't that many places where you can actually buy the tools that you would also need to accompany the spells. So for me, when I was imagining someone getting a book that we wrote and then being like, where do I get a chime candle or a spell candle or uh, what oil do I use or how do I find, you know, where do I buy incense or whatever. It was important to me to kind of have it all in one package. So no matter where you are, you can get this book and get to work immediately. Yes. So um, what we have is uh, 25 spells are in the book and this includes also altar building. So we've divided the book into several chapters. There's one on protection and clearing rituals, ancestor rituals, transformation, wealth, love, and spaces. And then inside the box, I can show it to you since yes. we're 
Please do. I'll do it. I'll do it. So the book comes in like this and it lays on top. Okay. And then when you move the book out of the way, you have 11 spell candles, black and white. And then you've got your incense cones and your sandalwood oil. And then that's all you really need for this book is the contents of this box and then some household items like salt or tin foil or things that, you know, everyone really has in their house. Sure. And, um, like I said, I just wanted people to be able to get it and use it right away and not make it so complicated. And um, I'm very happy with how it with how it turned out. And plus, the box is nice when you're done with all of the, the tools inside. Well, you can either refill them or it's just like such a beautiful keepsake box. I know. I love those sort of things. It looks like it has a magnet. It's beautiful yes. on the back. Yeah, magnetic closure. And yes. it's just it's just so lovely. And I have it sitting on my desk. Um all the time because it just reminds me of, of what we worked towards. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's so lovely. And then for the design, I can tell you about that too. Yes. Um, all of these, there's each chapter has a different pattern. And I uh, partnered with this woman named Lori Weitzner and she is a pattern maker for interior design. So Ooh. she creates prints for fabrics and wall coverings that are usually in hotels and big brands. And she had partnered with West Elm, for instance. Oh, wow. But she also has a witchy side. So <laughs> my editor edited her book and put us together so that we could come up with these really unique different prints that are modern and kind of sets the tone without being too on the nose. Because I didn't want this to be, I don't know, that just like typical witchy vibe it's important sure. to me that things are really beautiful and approachable and not in that necessarily like in that genre if that makes sense no it definitely does because I know sometimes people can get turned off when it's a little too spooky I guess My yeah concern. yeah so for sure it's definitely just really what glamorous oh thank you yeah that's what we try with all of our products to make it it's magical and beautiful and you're you can have it out in the open and feel feel comfortable that someone's not gonna i don't know if people aren't into this stuff they're not gonna question you about it too much right and even if they do you can be like use that as the gateway be like hey true why don't you flip through it and see what you think like for sure definitely so um, we kind of touched on this a little bit, what kind of rituals we can expect. Um, mm -hmm. There are 25 total. Mm -hmm. uh, would you consider these to be more beginner rituals? Are they more advanced or how? I, yeah, it's a great question. So I would say if you've never done ritual before, the beginning chapter of this book really breaks everything down in a way that you would understand how to start. So it, we talk about uh, the keys to ritual. We talk about different colors and planets and directions and what a sigil is and how to use them. And so because of that introduction section, I feel like anyone can read through that first and then feel like they're on solid ground to start. So I do think it's definitely open for beginners, uh, but I don't want that to seem like the magic in here isn't super potent. And if you are a ritualist and you've been practicing ritual magic, I promise you that there's going to be spells or there's going to be um, energy partnerships or uh, practices maybe that you haven't incorporated that will take your practice up the next level. So I feel like it's probably on the beginner to intermediate level. Now, if you are a master ritualist and you are like my husband who, <laughs> who wrote this book with me, who has been doing this stuff for such a long time, this would be a little bit basic for him because he sure. does these master workings where he's like doing something for 40 days and he's got four altars going at any time. Oh, wow. 
But if you, you know, how many altars is too many altars for a house? No, there's no such thing. <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> I know. It's so funny because when we have like, um, like at least six in our house and I'm just in different places. I'm like, how many is too many? Um, but so I would say for most people, if you haven't made this your spiritual path, like all in, this will be, uh, it'll either challenge you or it's a great access point. Awesome. That mm-hmm. sounds amazing. Most people I think who would reach for that sort of a book would be kind of at that point. I think when you get to the point where you have six altars in your house, you're probably making <laughs> up your own rituals at that you're writing books like this, which yes, is what exactly. we were doing. Yeah, yeah, That's for so sure. Cool. I love yeah. that you have the items included because I don't, uh, you live in Atlanta, so you have a big city with you, but I live a little somewhere a little bit more rural. It's a little bit harder to find those sort of yeah. stores that have those things. You can always order them online, but it's not quite the same. Yeah. You can't like pick it up and feel it. So yeah. And the black and white yeah. candles are really universal for spell work. Yes. That's why we did that. Yes. And then yeah. Have- especially the white. Mm-hmm. Yes. White especially is basically just like your basic yep go to and what kind is it cedarwood oil right yeah it's cedarwood oil um and then i I believe it's sandalwood incense so we try to find a very universal oil so we also have so this book came from our ritual kits that we had already created and been selling for the past few years so five of the rituals that are in this book we've already been selling as kits that you can buy in a jar with all the components and the oil those oils are a little bit different um because each oil is formulated specifically for the energy of that ritual but we we decided you know when you work with a publisher you've got to you know go with the flow a little bit with what's available so we found that cedar um that cedarwood oil was a great beginning sort of universal oil that would transfer across all of the different rituals and do you use do you use oil in your ritual work i do yeah i usually reach for frankincense or lavender um something like that occasionally olive oil for something just I mean, any like, oil is better than no oil right so right. that's what I tell people it's like if you any oil will um it's a conductor and a magnifier so I mean if you can even get a, coconut oil on there versus oh, yeah. a dried candle <laughs> right right yeah. um very cool yeah yeah do we carve the candles and the spells yes oh good most yeah <laughs> and almost all of these yeah because we work a lot with using the candles as an effigy you know and and you you program it with your energy you carve into it and that's really where the alchemy happens is when we actually get people in touch with in most of these rituals the the polarity of the energy so in order to move to get the thing that you want that high vibe outcome we have you actually check in with and and really feel in your physical body that the antithesis of that because a lot of what magic is i think is just getting those things out of the way that keep you from organically magnetizing what it is that you're trying to do so that's part of a lot of the work that we do is that transmutation from uh what you don't want to what you're trying to create in your life um such as like we have a road opener ritual which super powerful and I've had massive success with that ritual but that's what we do you get in touch with both ends of the spectrum yeah that really is what magic is it's just getting out of your own way to amplify what's already there yes already manifesting regardless of how deliberate you're doing it might as well be deliberate about it yes 100 percent. yes so um your book caters to the modern mystic your whole Mm -hmm. brand does as does mine so what does it really mean to be a modern mystic? 
Yeah, I think, you know, everyone will probably define that differently and define it for themselves. For me, it's someone that's really integrating some of these ancient practices in the modern, in modern times. And the key word to me is integration. I feel like a modern mystic is that person who doesn't feel like they have to have their mystical side and then their work life and then their family life. There's really a way where everything's that spiritual practice. Everything is that awareness of energy and you're, you're integrating and pulling that in and carrying it with you as you go about your life. So I feel like that integration piece is kind of huge for, for modern mysticism, but I think it's, it's how you take these old world practices and make them applicable to you. All of this stuff has to work. I mean, I use these spells because I get results. <laughs> I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing it if it didn't work. You know what I mean? So exactly. it's like, it's like taking these tools in a way that works for you, that gives you the momentum that you're looking for and the outcome that you're looking for. Absolutely. I would definitely have to agree. Um, having that, your spirituality be part of your, every pillar of your life is yeah. really what makes a mystic versus someone who just has faith in my own life. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And that integration piece is really what a lot of our customers are, are sort of struggling with, so to speak, especially when you're new to this path. It's like these ideas are waking up or you're remembering, or for us, you're literally walking by our store and you just get attracted to the crystals and you stumble in there and you don't know why, but you've probably been guided. Um, I think at first people have, not everyone, but I feel like a lot of people at first kind of do it behind the scenes. Like they're not, you know, they're not really vocal about it. And that was sort of my path of, huh? Yeah. In the closet. closet. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, um, the real potency and the effectiveness of all these mystical practices in my experience has been when you can integrate it and you can embody it as opposed to it being something on the side. I think you, you get, you gain that sense of power with it when you can really claim it. Right. Right. And then you start attracting more of the people that either are yes. already thinking that way or want to, so then you can kind of be a catalyst in that way too, as opposed to some of the people who yeah. feel like they need to hide it. They might have some uh, growing out of relationships they might need yes. to do if they feel they, they need to hide part of themselves. So. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. And the acceptance, right? It's like, will I be accepted or mm-hmm. whatever? And what I've learned is you can only impress and accept yourself freely. And then the rest of it's out of your control, right? right. So true. You really only have control over what you do. And mm-hmm. yeah, not really what anyone else does. For sure. So, um, uh, you mentioned that you uh, do tarot readings and mm-hmm. you're an energy healer and um, you're also a psychic medium. You do all yeah. sorts of crazy cool things. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious, how did you kind of find that? Like what, how did you step into that spiritual path? For me, it was because of um, discomfort and trauma, if I'm being honest, you know, probably now it's like 12, 12 years ago or maybe a little bit more. I had all of the on paper sort of boxes checked with like the job and the partner and the house and the everything. And I wasn't happy. And I, I was so disappointed because I was the good girl and, you know, followed all of the right things. And so that really put me on just a a journey of seeking 
for me, like, what does a life of alignment feel like? What would I create if I was beyond the influence and the patterns of my family and of society? And, you know, what would that even look like? And then, you know, how it does, like how things line up that brought me to um, a place here in Atlanta where they did a lot of uh, spiritual development work. So we, the basis of it was gestalt therapy. I think therapy is like step one to being a witch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think people ask me too. They're like, you know, cause I'm, I'm highly psychic and they want to know like, how do you, how do I build my intuition? How do I get so psychic? Mm-hmm. You know? And my first step is always to heal. Like that was my first step, the, the healing process through. So it was gestalt therapies and Buddhist studies. I learned my healing modality in that community. I learned how to read tarot in that community. And I felt like I really learned how to have awareness um, and be aware of my patterns and sort of outgrow them and become my own parent, basically, as opposed to projecting like a mom and dad on everyone around Mm -hmm. me. And that was like a really good baseline. And then during that experience, I did have a very abrupt psychic awakening, which is also why it's hard for me to teach people how to grow their intuition. Because for me, it was sort of like a light switch got turned on um, one day. And so it wasn't like gentle and it wasn't (laughs) slow and steady. So when people are like, can you teach me how to do this? It's like uh, heal and then like have a crazy psychic awakening. That was my experience. Um, And during that process, um, I was sort of seeing things in my I guess my mind's eyes, I would say, and I was hearing things and found out that I'm clairaudient, clairsentient, clairvoyant. But when all of that turns on at once, it feels like a freak show. It's like very overwhelming to your sixth, seventh, eighth, whatever senses that that I was dealing with. Um, So, but that was like a real turning point for me when I was able to have that awakening, luckily be guided to a teacher that helped me understand how to have mastery and control over these abilities and understanding that they're here for my personal development and not all of them have to be monetized. I think that was a big awakening for me. Um, And so what I decided was that tarot felt like the safest way for me to access and share my gifts with the public. So the psychic medium work, um, I don't really offer so much as a service, uh, but tarot I did. And that's kind of how I started this modern mystic brand. And sometimes, you know, like deceased loved ones would come in through the tarot for readings, but it felt like for me, there was a beginning, an end, and then these cards became the gateway to my intuition and it felt safe. And so that's where I got really proficient in tarot readings. Um, But then as I started to grow my tarot base, I realized there wasn't a place for me to send folks to get the tools that I would refer them. You know, so we didn't have a place to send them for like the crystals and the ritual kits and all that stuff that felt modern and accessible. There were some stores in my market that were like from the 60s or 70s but that doesn't like you everyone's been to one of those stores it doesn't jive with everyone when I was working with you know 20 somethings at the time um they're like that doesn't feel quite like me I'm not sure I'm gonna walk into a place called whatever in the dragon or (laughs) you know like they're just yeah they're like I want to you know they were seeing me in my house I lived in like a loft and it was cool and hip whatever And so it was a long-term dream for me 
to create a space where we can, I could create the products that I used myself and um, create an environment where people felt open to seek as opposed to like some of these places you walk in and it's all one kind of way and you feel like I don't know enough to even be in here or like you're oh, yeah. nervous to ask the questions and I just wanted an approachable spot. Um, and my, but then well actually what happened was I did the road opening ritual and um, cause I was very stuck and I couldn't figure out how to expand or move forward. And within uh, about a week of doing that ritual on a full moon in 20, 16, I got um, a client of mine gave me $25,000 to start the shop. And, wow. I, and, I, and it was a long-term dream. It wasn't yeah. something I was trying to do. Look and then, that. Within, yeah, that was amazing. And then within a couple of weeks, the real estate opened up. And then about six weeks after that ritual, we were open for business. So, okay. So is that ritual in your book? Cause I need yes. to do <laughs> okay, yes. perfect. So that's and, and I will say like, I could give you so many personal accounts. So this book is full of rituals that Brandon and I have done with success. And then the road opener is the one that we started with our kit. Um, we have one for money and love. We've had thousands, literally thousands of customers do these rituals and come back to us with stories of success. Wow. So that's, I'm not like selling something that I don't do myself. For instance, I have a wealth altar working for the book, the success of the book that I got from the book. I know it's really meta, but <laughs> it's like, that's we use these tools. Yeah. That's we amazing. use these tools. Yeah. I listened to another podcast you're on and you talked about your mm. six week journey of how yeah. basically happened. Boom, boom, boom. And like, yeah, that is just the universe's way of saying it's time. Here are all the steps that you need. And then you just took it and ran. And now here you are. It's clearly helped thousands of people. And that's yeah. what we're all here to do. Right. So totally. And I feel like doing that, I didn't know it at the time, but I feel like doing that ritual in the full moon in particular was really helpful because we were discussing just the two of us about removing the blocks. Right. So it's like all of this was just hovering just like right above me in a way. And that I love the full moon energy for like really purging, you know, and just like, please just take, take, I remember praying to the moon. I'm just, please just take this off of me. Like take this, the stuckness, this lethargy, like take it. And I feel like she did. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. That's, uh, that was going to be my other question before you mentioned it. If you did it on a specific yeah. moon phase. Um, yeah, I did it on the full moon. Um, I'm trying to, so if it was like six weeks before, so it might've been, I'm trying to think like if it was like Libra season. So what's the opposite of Libra? It's. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like screaming at the podcast. Like we know, we know. But right. <laughs> it was like probably Libra season when that, yeah. well, when that happens, it opened in November. Okay. So, so maybe Virgo. Maybe Virgo season. Yeah. So the opposite of that Virgo, we just had it. What was the opposite of Virgo? We just had it. Anyway. I'm yeah. just like blanking out because um, I'm on the spot. But regardless, yeah, I, you know, and I know that the full moon gets so much hype, mm -hmm. which is cool. But like, I'm really like a full moon ritual kind of gal. I love being able to see the moon. I know it's there all the time. Of course, but right. I, I just love to to see it and its fullness and its majesty. And that's when I feel most connected, as opposed to the void, sort of when it's when it's gone. Yeah. Um. But I use both because in my healing sessions that I do, uh, I do these lunation sessions. We do them on the new and the full moon. 
Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Um, usually when I try to do a ritual, I try, I usually stick around the new moon. That's usually just when it clicks for me. Mm -hmm. Um, cause that's more about planting seeds, mm -hmm. new beginnings. And the full moon is traditionally more releasing, removing mm -hmm. blocks and that sort of thing. But clearly you can, it can work regardless. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Just fine. I was just going to say the Zodiac sign also plays a part in that too. So for sure. But what we emphasize in the book, actually, we had a whole chapter about moons, but we wound up getting, um, taken out. So we might wind up doing a separate edition or something like that, but we really emphasize, uh, the days of the week more so than the lunar calendar because sure. there there's a lot of power when we align with the planetary energies of the days of the week and then if you want to really get down to it um you can also look on an app to see the planetary hours so mm -hmm. every day that has uh, the each planet is in two different phases am and pm and so what we teach here in these rituals is how you can layer everything so imagine like if you did you pick the full moon or the new moon and it's on a certain day that aligns with the planetary energies that you're trying to push through and then you find the planetary hour and you've got the right colors and oils and you're facing the right direction and it's just like more and more energy and that's the main thing with rituals like you have to be able to build the energy yes that certainly sounds magical it's like you're not only are you gathering all your physical ingredients but you're also being really deliberate and strategic about when you perform it because that does make yeah. a big difference the energy that's in the space and around yeah. on the planet too that yeah that's totally. part of the fun if you ask me yeah, we, do. we call it layering. We like layer as much as we can because it's like, why not? You've got access to all of these things. It's like, you never know which ingredient's going to put you over the top in a way. Absolutely. That's mm -hmm. so cool. I love rituals and I, um, I can tell. around to doing them specifically. I used to be super diligent about every new moon, you do a new moon ritual, every full moon, mm. you do a full moon. Uh, but that so much has, I've kind of stepped away from that a little bit because I didn't see it mm -hmm. as necessary. But sometimes mm -hmm. it's like, okay, this full moon, this is the full moon. I'm going to do something that you know to work towards a certain goal or something to that extent and or this new moon is time or maybe like this day that the sun moves that sort of thing so yeah part of it is your intuition too um and totally. I know you're really intuitive so I'm sure you can understand that as well yeah um so this is kind of a fun question but if you had to <laughs> share just one spiritual truth with the world what would it be Okay. It might be controversial. That's okay. I like controversy. <laughs> to me, no, to me, no, I don't know if it's controversial to me. Understanding that God is within you. Mm -hmm. I just, that's that. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think that's that controversial really. I think okay, a lot good. of people believe that. Yeah. That's sort of, it's just like, and so my understanding of God through, through one of my spiritual practice is they, they call it the generating organizing and either designing or destructive depending so we either create or we destroy energy and so we have access to that within us and so i think that's where the real power is is that shift where it's not externally referent and then you realize okay god is within me and then with some of this ritual work i can partner with planets or energies or deities or goddesses or whatever your practice is but they're just a reflection of, of the God within you. Yeah. Um, and so I think 
I don't know. Like that's that's what I'm going with. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I love that. I, I full heartedly believe that too. Because mm-hmm. as within, so without, that's kind of like my life motto. And not oh, only lovely. in the form of God, but also in what you see in other people and what you don't like in other people and that sort yes. of Yes. So everything's a mirror, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the so good true. and the bad. So true. Uh, so who has been the biggest spiritual influence in your life? You know, this is an interesting answer. So it's someone, and I'll tell you who she is, and most people know her in the spiritual community, but she was someone that was super impactful for a brief moment in time. And then I stopped resonating with her altogether, but it was just like a pivotal, do you know what I mean? Like a pivotal moment. But have you heard of Gabby Bernstein? Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. Can I tell you a quick story about that? I would love to hear a story. Okay. Okay. So I you know, like many, many, many years ago, it was probably like, I mean, it had to be before 2010. So maybe 2009. I don't know. I was in like a tough, tough spot. I was in a relationship I didn't love. I felt really stuck. And I was really, um, I don't know. I was like really lost and I didn't have a spiritual practice. And then I got targeted by a Facebook ad for her book. It was her first book. It's called Add More Ing to Your Life. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm desperate enough to buy a self-help book. I'll just, you know, buy it. So I went to the bookstore. I feel like this is probably pre-Amazon and I <laughs> bought her book. I have never read the book, girl. I did not read the book, but I opened it up and I read her acknowledgments. And in her acknowledgments was this one name that's highlighted to me, and it was Peg Samuel. And I knew this person. I knew Peg Samuel. We had, I had been introduced to her a couple of weeks prior for a work thing. We were working on, I was working for this company, and they were doing a partnership with her, and we had been emailing back and forth, not friendly necessarily, but just like about work and like pulling this project off. And I emailed Peg, and I said, I know you don't really know me. Um, I'm having a very hard time and I synchronistically found your name in this book and I just am writing you this email because I need help. And within like 30 minutes, she's like, let's get on a call. And I got on the phone with her. We started talking. Turns out that she's in, um, she's in recovery. And so I think that they're really used to having like a mentor and, you know, a sponsor, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, meeting her, she actually helped me, um, get a job. Like I, she helped me like transition out of leaving the relationship, moving out of Atlanta, getting a job and moving to New York, um, for a period of time to that really, it was during my Saturn return. So like it really helped me reset my life. And then, you know, I went to a couple of Gabby's, like she'd have these gatherings in churches or whatever, um, and it was fine, but like, I've never been like, you know, there's like disciples of Gabby Bernstein right. and that like, wasn't my vibe. And I, but it was like the book falling off the shelf type of vibe. It was like the synchronistic happening that I credit her with that really helped me pivot into a life that was in, in more alignment for me. And I was in the right place at the right time and had the courage to ask for help. Yeah, that's a lot, what a lot of modern mystics struggle with is asking for help, knowing who to go to for help, acknowledging the synchronicities. Um, It's hard when you only see one sign, you're like, is this even really anything or is this just a coincidence? I don't really believe in coincidence, but yeah, it's always a sign. (laughs) Oh yes, always is. So that sounds amazing. Here's my next question. Did you actually end up reading the book? 
Or just- I never read the book. Oh, wow. <laughs> I never read the book and I've never read any of her books. We do, and um, we do stock some of her books on occasion, like when she'll get a new book in just because she's popular and a lot of folks do like to buy her book. But no, that was like a pivotal, but I will say through Gabby, I did get introduced to um, A Course in Miracles and um, Marin Williamson. Sure. Who yeah. Has now become way more of a public figure since she tried to run for president. Um, and I do think it kind of was like my gateway to at least self-help. It was kind of like my self-help gateway. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I just will always hold her in that esteem because I was like, somehow you wind up helping me. Um, yeah, and my sister's a huge fan. So I know that her work is good because my sister is, that's like her kind of, um, her kind of vibe. So yeah, yeah. I hear you. I resonated with Gabby Bernstein. Um, for a brief period, I have her oracle cards, which I love. They're really oh, beautiful. Cool. And they have nice sayings on them, but I have never been to one of her workshops and I'm not really into the mainstream kind yeah. side of it, I guess. Sure. I still I think she's wonderful. She's helped so many people. And for sure, put in the door of self-help is really interesting yes. for a lot of people. And her approach is really casual and that's yeah. refreshing. So. For sure. And so that's, I like, I give her so much props. I find myself a little bit in that place as far as being a gateway for people. Like a lot of times our store is the first tarot deck they've ever bought, the first crystal, the first ritual, the f- where we are a lot of firsts for people. And so they might be telling a story about me one day where like, you know, eh, well, I went to a store, bought a tarot deck, didn't really vibe for it long term, but that tarot deck changed my life. And it's like <laughs> worth it. That's really what it's all about. I mean, you don't need for to sure. make a big impact on someone's life to change their life. So for sure. That's really amazing. Um, do you, speaking of tarot cards, do you have yes. a favorite tarot card out of all the 78? I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the star card. Yes. I, I love the star card too. <laughs> I feel like it should be everyone's favorite. I'm like, isn't it just universally understood that the star is this most superior? It, it really card? is though. It's so magical in so many ways. And it just, it tells such a beautiful story. Yeah, I love it. I love so much about it. I love how it's where it's placed in the major arcana after a lot of struggle and a lot of strife. It's like your first breath of hope after you've been kind of held underwater for a while. Um, And then for me, it has just become my hell yes card. So if I am making a decision or trying to figure something out and I pull the star card, it's like, nope, this is for sure the way. And there are many times in my life where I haven't moved forward until I pull that card. Like I'll wait for it. You know, it's like, okay, not yet. And then, you know, a couple weeks later I'll pull again. It's like, not yet. Okay. And then there it is. Okay. It's time to go. It's time to move forward. Um, and then my second favorite card would probably be the nine of cups. Oh, sure. Um, I just, I have the wish card. It's like wishes fulfilled. And so whenever, especially if I'm reading it for a client, it just makes me feel so happy for them. And, um, it's, to me, it's the goal. Like I love it even more than the 10 of cups. It's just like that, just like feeling like, oh, it's a reminder that like what I've created right now is my dream come true as opposed to always having to be looking forward for, mm-hmm. for like the next thing. True. I feel that way sort of about the whole suit of cups. It's just mm. kind of very reassuring to me. Like cups yeah. are always nice. Like all the different suits have stigmas around them. Like yeah, swords sure. tend to be negative and that sort yeah. of thing. But the cups definitely seem magical for a lot of people. 
Yeah, they're great. They're uh, they're so good. The five like the fives are the hardest number in the tarot. I think generally across the board, I would say like don't love the fives <laughs> in the minor right. arcana. Just the tarot numerology of fives are pretty tough. Um, but still, they all have their. There's no you know good or bad. It's just to me, I describe tarot as each card represents a human experience and an archetype. You cannot escape them. You know, you mm-hmm. it's part of the human experience. So it's just where you are in that time. So true. I think a lot of people get scared about tarot because of that. They see the death card and they go, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> or they get the swords and they think it's this horrible thing, but you can't have darkness without light and vice versa. No, even if that's For a little sure. thing, it's just true. So it's just part of everything, part of what life is. And that's what I personally love the most about the tarot is that it does take you through all those different human archetypes, mm-hmm. all the different life lessons you can go through. And it's just amazing. And plus the art is amazing too. I like to look at For that. sure. For <laughs> sure. So, um, I think that's everything. You answered all my other questions that I was going to oh, ask. Oh, cool. Um, unless you have anything else you'd like to add. Um, anything else that's I would love to share with your audience just, you know, in addition to the book, I, I, can I share about my lunation sessions yeah, that I do? do? Please do. Okay, cool. So this is one of the blessings that I have found in quarantine for me is that I've gotten reconnected with my energy healing modality called the reunion process. And um, I, it's a very rare modality. Most people, I, I, there's probably a few hundred people that actually use it. But what I do is um, every new and full moon, I'll pull cards for the entry and I'll do an, a, a remote group healing, which means you can be anywhere in the world. You don't even have to show up for it. You just sign up at seven o'clock Eastern standard on the new or full moon. I will do this healing session on your behalf, on behalf of the group. And what I found is we have more alike than what's been different. So the cards will highlight something that we're all sharing that we're trying to clear and get out of the way. And then what I do is after the session, I will send you an email and it'll give a recap. So it's very detailed. So the recap kind of feels like a reading, an audio recap. Um, and I, the feedback I get is, I know this is part of a group, but it sounds like you're talking directly to me, which is the highest compliment. And then the next part of it is any guided facilitations, which are kind of like guided meditations, except for with the facilitation, I make the differentiation of, of we're actually doing the transmutation. We're actually using our imagination, which is part of magic, um, to clear and transmute and alchemize the, the energy. And it's just like the most fun thing that I do. And I don't usually work, I don't really work with clients anymore one-on-one. So it's a way that it's, um, I can work with people. And so it's, um, and it's pretty affordable. It's $22 a month and you get included in both sessions, or if you just want to try it, um, it's 15 bucks. So I just love to share about that because I do feel like it's one of the more important works that I'm doing because I think that probably all of your listeners and our customers are the leaders, are the healers, are the people that are being there for others. And I love being able to offer something that's passive that people just need to sign up and just trust me to do the work so that they can actually receive. Because I think modern mystics have the hardest time with that. So true. So true. Yeah. They, tend to get, they tend to get stuck up here. <laughs> totally. And like still like the most common question I have from the people in my group is like, what can I do to make this session more effective or da da da? I'm like, nothing. Like the, the work is done. You don't even have to listen 
listen to the recording and you have received the full benefit. And it's also helping retrain people into that receiving mentality. And there's not always more to do. Right. That's so true. And that's a hard lesson to learn for a lot of people. For sure. The word I love it. Where would we go to sign up for that? Is there a website? Yeah. If you go to modernmysticshop.com and you click on experiences, you'll see um, all of the sort of things that you can, you can see the tarot readings, the lunation sessions. My husband has a, uh, basically a ritual magic masterclass that he's enrolling for. So you can see all of the things that aren't like tangible products Mm -hmm. that we offer and you can sign up there and just try it out. It's so, so great. And we have a great Facebook community. So if you sign up to subscribe, you can join there. And um, it's just so fun to hear people's experiences. And I kind of like, I'm in there coaching here and there. So I don't know, it's a blessing from the pandemic, I feel like, because I was going so hard on just tunnel vision on certain projects. And when I actually had the moment, we had a few weeks off, I was like, just really called to get back to basics and to revamp this thing that I used to do for years. I was doing these sessions before and I've stopped and I just love it. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to oh talk it up. That sounds amazing. I would love to be a part of that. So I might have to go check it yes. out. Yes, 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 please do. That's the cool thing about distant sessions. Like you mentioned, you don't even have to really do anything else. You don't have to follow up. You don't have to listen because the work is done because yeah. energy knows no time or space. Right. So, and it's, it's like vertical time. Like I think people are so used to thinking of time in a horizontal way. Mm-hmm. Whereas we know once you, especially once you become in, in, into ritual magic and some other things where you kind of like bend time and space or you kind of like jump timelines or you, you kind of pull the timeline closer so you get it faster. Once you really get a sensation of that, um, I think it's really cool. Like it expands your mind about what is possible. Yes. So true. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you very much. So your website is modernmysticshop.com. Yes. Yes. And we have you on Instagram and on Facebook too. Yes. Modern Mystic underscore shop on Instagram. Modern Mystic spells. If you're into just the spells work that we do, Uh, we have a YouTube channel. We've got a podcast, Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. We try to be in all the places that our people are. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. I try to do that too. So that's amazing. Well, I've been so excited to talk to you about your awesome book coming out. It comes out the 29th of September. You can pre-order now and pre-orders really help us kind of get on those bestseller lists, which we try to do because then it just helps you get to more people. But yeah, you can purchase it anywhere after the 29th, then you can purchase it from, we can purchase this from us now, but you can also buy it from us after the 29th, but we're trying to push the pre-sales to the booksellers. Of course. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're Kelly. so welcome. <laughs> it's okay. I had a lot of noises going on too. I apologize for that. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time today. Um, I am going to be posting this very soon. So you're, people can know to go and order your awesome book and spells and get started. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Same to you. Bye. Bye. Bye.